0: listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original Sixteen. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos is Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Bosheman. Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original
1: Sixteen. We're glad that you can join us. It's Ryan Schweitzer and Swift Current, Craig Boschman in the Subway WHL hub, and uh, most recent Swift Current Bronco action, a 6-1 loss to the uh, Brandon Wheat Kings. It's a shame we didn't uh, record this podcast after that shootout win over Saskatoon. I imagine emotions were pretty high then, but Craig, that uh, that loss last night still probably fresh in your mind, eh?
2: Yeah, it was, um, you know, I think everyone knew it was going to be a tough match heading in. They're the number one team in the East Division, and points-wise, they're the number one team in the entire league. So it um, was certainly going to be a tough test no matter what, and, and I think the Broncos did a good job for the first 36 minutes or so. We're sticking right with them, but... Um, you know two quick goals and about two minutes to finish off the second period took took the wind out of the sails they are heading to the third and um, just didn't quite have the pushback needed there in the final 20 and um you know ended up dropping a pretty lopsided game so um, well, as always there's there's certainly positives to take from it but um, you know some some work that needs to be done to, to get the final results they're looking for
1: yeah nice to see matt ward get on the score sheet again uh you know i think expectations on him were high coming in but uh i, I think it's safe to say that he certainly surpassed a few of them
2: yeah, he's um, he's been outstanding. Um, I mean, the fact that he's he's kind of stepped in here in the in the Western Hockey League and not really missed a beat offensively has been pretty impressive for him. Um, you know, the, the staff was was obviously very high on him, making him a, a first round pick back in 2019, and you know, kind of hoping he would be the guy to to lead the charge in, in the next wave of uh, of Swift Current Broncos. And he's done all that and more. I think uh, this year, um, you know, there's certainly, like you said, a lot of expectations on on his shoulders, but I think he's kind of run with it and. Um, if you ask him and, and maybe ask uh, his previous coaches, he's a guy who I think likes to have that kind of pressure on him because he thrives under that situation. So uh, it's been fun to watch him up close here, and I'm, I'm looking forward for, to the uh, the fans getting a chance to watch him up close next year too.
1: Yeah, kind of recapping the week that was, uh, you know, Monday night, a 5-2 loss to the Winnipeg Ice. Uh, what, what do you remember about that one? The, the way this jam-packed schedule is, everything seems like so long ago. <laughs> but, uh, it was only Monday that there was that game against Winnipeg.
2: Yeah, that one was. Um, I think Isaac Poulter kept that game a lot closer than it probably should have been. Uh, he made a lot of big time saves to keep it, you know, 0 0. Broncos were up 1 nothing after one after a last second goal by Owen Williams. And Winnipeg got a couple of quick ones there in the second to pull ahead 3 1. But then why Rostock scored to make it 3 2. So um, I think that game was one of those ones that probably shouldn't have been as close as it was. Um, it was Isaac Poulter who kind of. Stood on his head for a little while there and made sure the game stayed within reach, but um, team just couldn't uh, couldn't muster up the offensive uh, pressure to to cut into Winnipeg's lead anymore. So, um, you know, I think the team was kind of frustrated after that, uh, that effort and was hoping for a bit of a bounce back one against Brandon and had that for the first half of the game, but just couldn't, uh, you know, couldn't keep the foot down on the gas pedal for the second half.
1: Yeah. And this past Saturday night was a fun one, uh, that three, two shootout win over Saskatoon. And uh, you know, what What can you say about that one? You know, oh, man. 16 year olds on the team. I mean, Reed Dick with a solid game and goal. And again, Matt Ward strike and win uh, at an opportune time.
2: Yeah. yeah. The, the, those guys were, were so fired up after that game on Saturday. Uh, I think, I think if you ask me Saskatoon's a pretty easy team not to like uh, in the Western Hockey League. And um, you know, the guys were, were super excited. Um, after that win, and they were all fired up after the game, jumping around, screaming, high five, and fist bump, and whatnot. Uh, you know, they love the video that you put up, uh, the little edit on uh, on social media. They, they love that. Um, so it was it was a good atmosphere after that win. Uh, the guys were happy to, to end their losing streak or yeah, end their losing streak and, and stop Saskatoon's winning streak, and you know, play a bit of a spoiler there down the stretch. So that was uh, you know definitely one of the highlights of the year
1: that shootout move by Matt Ward to, to win it as well. He had, he had two penalty shot type scenarios and uh, wow. Did, did he ever make good on that second one?
2: Yeah. He said, he, he told me, um, yeah, I did a radio interview with him for uh, Monday's game and he said he was, he was thinking about going high blocker. And as he got closer and closer, he just didn't have anything to shoot at. So he <laughs> got like two feet from Meyer and had nothing to do. So he just kind of pulled it back to the forehand and, you know, luckily, or, you know, Meyer bit on that move pretty hard and, and Ward had, you know, basically the whole net just kind of slide it in. So uh, you know the poise he's got, like, like we said in the high pressure situations uh, he came through in the clutch and it was a big moment for him and for the team too.
1: You know, that reminds me a lot of uh, a guy who's played games in the NHL and uh, who's, who's been on this podcast before is uh, Justin Dowling. And I remember when he was Matt Ward's age, very, very similar type players and, uh, you know, hearing Ward talk about that, about how his shootout opportunity is happening, he's mentally computing different scenarios in his mind with what he's got. And Justin Dowling was that way, too. You talk to him post-game and just the way he was able to mentally break down what happened on certain plays. And it's, it's just amazing how cerebral some of these young men are.
2: It is, yeah. They, they learn quick, I think. Um, you know, nowadays guys are playing hockey year-round, right? So they're, they're working on their game all through the summer when, you know, guys back in the day would be playing baseball or, or sitting on the back deck, you know, hanging out uh, in the summertime. So um, this this young crop of, of players here is pretty impressive. And, you know, and you know, it takes time for these guys to grow and then become who they're going to be as players. But uh, when you look at them now and you, you wonder what they could be two or three years from now, it, uh, it makes for pretty exciting times in Bronco land.
1: Yeah, for sure. And uh, I saw that uh, you were pretty busy again, virtually getting some players into uh, area classrooms, which is uh, something I'm sure that the students really appreciated.
2: Oh yeah. They're, they're super excited when they get in there, you know, you hear the, you hear the, the funny questions come out of these kids uh, when they walk up to the camera and, and ask some questions. But um, like I said, last week, I got to thank Ryan Stricker for helping me set all these up and, and make sure that the guys are ready to go and, and the teachers have it all ready to rock. So um, the players do great. Uh, they, they handle the questions with grace. Uh, you know, I think one of the questions we had uh, the other day was, uh, have you ever played in the NHL? <laughs> was one of the questions that came in? So uh, there's always some funny ones that come in, but the guys uh, always handle it well and, and can always laugh about it and, uh, and give a pretty straight answer afterwards.
1: It's possible, you know, preseason <laughs> games, exhibition, it's, it's not uncommon, guys starting and then getting sent back. But uh, but yeah, no, that's cool. It's cool to see that content and uh, awesome that the players still get to experience uh, a little bit of the, the gig that goes along with being a hockey player in this unconventional season. So coming up on the podcast, uh, we got a pretty good show for you. We're going to go down the pipeline and have a chat with a future power forward with the squad in uh, Carson King.
2: Yeah, a guy who uh, joined the team partway through here, hasn't gotten into game action uh, just yet, but um, I think he's a guy who's just kind of enjoying being here and getting a chance to practice every day. Um, he's got a bunch of friends on the team from before because he knew all these young Manitoba guys, so kind of had that uh, that comfort level coming in. And um, I think he's just kind of enjoying himself here and, and taking it all in as much as he can to get ready for next year.
1: We'll go down the pipeline with Carson King shortly. And then our feature guest chat uh, Carter Stebbings. You know, he's a guy looking at the roster at the beginning of the year, you think might come in and, you know, play a, a bottom six role, but really, really impressed with, uh, with what he's done when given the opportunity to step up and, and prove himself at this level.
2: Yeah. It just, it just seems like the puck just finds him in, in good spots. I mean, the game against Brandon um, from earlier tonight, there was, I think two chances he had in front where he was just kind of parked out in the, in the slot and the puck came right to him. And, Uh, unfortunately a D-man got a a stick in the way and took away a wide open net chance for him, but um, he just seems to find himself in, in those situations. And um, you know, a guy who's got seven points in 12 games uh, so far here to kick things off. And I think maybe the most impressive stat is, is his plus minus. And, you know, I said in the interview, I'm not usually a big plus minus guy because I think it's more of a team stat than an individual stat, but, Uh, When a guy is as much of an outlier as he is with his plus five rating and nobody else is positive on the whole team. It's uh, it's pretty impressive that he's uh, been able to fit in and and do it as well as he has.
1: It's a positive that he was able to join us on the Broncos this week podcast. We'll have that chat chat coming up, but uh, first we'll go down the pipeline with Carson King.
0: That interview is next. This is Broncos this week brought to you by original 16. It's time to go down the pipeline, presented by Crescent Point.
2: Davies scores! A hat trick for Josh Davies.
0: Will we take a look at the next generation of Swift Current Broncos? It's the Broncos This Week podcast brought
1: to you by Original 16, Ryan Schweitzer and Swift Current, Craig Boschman in the Hub, and it's time to go down the pipeline brought to you by Crescent Point. And uh, joining us on this week's segment, we have uh, 2019 sixth round draft pick, who's now part of the team uh, in the Subway WHL Hub. Carson King, how's it going, man? Good. Uh, thanks for having me. Hey, it's a pleasure <laughs> to have you here. Uh, you know, how's, how's Hub Life going, being one of the younger guys in there?
3: Uh, it's not bad. It's definitely new. Uh, definitely enjoying my time here. It's a good group of guys, and uh, I'm fitting in pretty well.
2: It's pretty unique opportunity for yourself to kind of hang out with, uh, you know, the team here, get a lot of practice time in. Because uh, you know, I'm sure you were getting some practice time. It's a nice time back home, but the fact that you're here now on the ice every day has got to be a bit of an added bonus. Yeah, it's definitely
3: good for me. Uh, definitely not much to do back home, so it's a big jump for me, and I'm looking forward to the future.
1: You are one of the many Bantam draft picks over the past few seasons from the province of Manitoba, the Manitoba mafia. Do you guys, uh, you all kind of hang out off the ice or, uh, or what's it like repping the 204?
3: Yeah, I was familiar with most of the guys, uh, from Manitoba there, uh, like me, Philly and pick, uh, we're pretty close. We played spring hockey together. And then, uh, the, the other Manitoba guys like Louie and Dicker, uh, we, uh, we just knew each other through playing against each other, but we're all pretty close and it's, uh, it's nice to have that uh, feeling at home.
2: So the fact that you knew these guys coming in, I, I kind of wanted to ask you about the draft day because in that regard, I mean, you would have seen Reed Dicko first, then Josh Film, and then yourself and then Owen Pickering. So when you see these guys get picked and then you get picked by the Broncos too, were you guys just texting each other, like losing your minds or what was going on there?
3: Oh yeah, for sure. I texted uh, most of the Manitoba guys up right away and uh, we all thought it was pretty cool and we we're pretty stoked and uh, made getting drafted here that much better.
1: Yeah, and you signed with the Swift Current Broncos uh, not long after that, you know. Uh, what what went into the decision to put ink to paper and commit to the the Broncos in the Western League?
3: Uh, it was definitely a long conversation between me and my agent and my family, but uh, right when I was drafted here, I knew this is where I wanted to be and uh, just happy things things came together and I'm looking forward to it all.
2: You're from a small town called Warren, Manitoba, and I'm kind of wondering what's in the water over there in Warren because Swites dug up an old training camp photo of you from your first training camp and you were... Looked about half the size you are now. So what's uh, what's going on over there in Warren?
3: Uh, there must be something different in the water there, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's a small town, a lot like Swift, and uh, definitely everybody knows everybody, which makes it nice.
1: All right, on well, you'll uh, you'll certainly enjoy life in Swift Current. Uh, you you've been to the town, I think you've done a camp there. Uh, you know what was your first impression of uh, of Swift when you rolled in for the first time?
3: It was uh, it it felt nice, nice knowing a small town like that where everybody knows everybody. And uh, it was definitely a little nerve-wracking coming into camp, not knowing many guys, but uh, they, they let me fit in pretty well and it was a good experience overall.
2: Got the phone call to join the team here in the Hub a couple of weeks in. I've, I've asked you about this on some separate um, you know platforms, but kind of just wanted if you can tell us again about what the, uh, you know, the phone call was like and what was kind of the reaction immediately afterwards. Uh, I was definitely shocked, uh,
3: excited. There's uh, so many emotions going around. Not many guys get this opportunity. And uh, I'm just going to take not take it for granted and uh, enjoy it I well again.
1: You know, prior to, to getting that phone call, um, what did life look like for you? I mean, obviously, you're an athlete with with aspirations to play at a competitive level. Uh, how, how's the COVID situation been on you? And what have you been doing? Uh, what were you doing prior to coming here to stay active?
3: uh basically i was just doing everything i can uh I'm skating as much as i can i actually have an outdoor rink in my barn so i was in there quite often and uh definitely helped me out along
1: the way some people refer to a rink as a barn but i i get the sense you're talking about a literal barn
3: yeah we had uh we used to have cows in there but we got rid of them and uh, threw some ice in there instead
2: Makes things easier for you with some possible rink shutdowns, I guess. How how big is this uh, rink inside your barn?
3: Uh, it's probably thirty by fifty feet. Well,
2: that
1: is wicked. Yeah, I, I I hope you have a long career with the Broncos, and at some point we get to do a video project on that or something. That would be cool to, <laughs> to see to take our fans to. But uh, you know, you're uh, you're just uh, you know less than uh, a few days out from from ending your experience in this hub you know what's uh, what's the experience been like behind the scenes you touched on it a little bit but what's it been like with the guys there
3: uh it's definitely been a great experience like they make me fit in well it's a great group of guys and uh they they welcome everybody with open arms <laughs> and uh there's uh, not much else to say it's a great group of guys
2: how much do you think this is going to help you next year obviously you've got the aspirations to make the broncos roster full-time next year um how much do you think this experience here is going to help you uh, make the team next year
3: this is definitely going to be a big help for me i'm hoping to take a big thing away from all these practices and carry it over into next year and i can't wait to get uh, camp started
1: you know this. This has been a great chat. Like we haven't got to the cliche hockey questions here, but I'm going to throw one out there now. Uh, you know, when it when it comes to your game, you know, looking at your numbers right now, you're able to put up points. Uh, it looks like you play with a little of a little bit of aggression with the penalty minutes. You know, how how would you describe what you bring to the table on the ice?
3: Uh, definitely a power forward. I uh, get pucks in deep, bang some bodies, and uh, I put the puck in the net. I definitely bring a big leadership role to teams too. I lead by example and in the room as well.
2: An interesting note about yourself is that you were a defenseman for a long time and then made the switch to forward in your draft year. Um, I think I asked you about this back in the summer when I did the prospect profile on it, but can you kind of give us the rundown of how you became a forward?
3: Yeah, basically our Bantam, my first, second year Bantam year, we struggled scoring goals. So I'd get thrown out a shift forward and then come back, shift D sort of just double shift that way. And I just grew to uh, like scoring goals a lot more than playing defensively. So I made the switch in my, uh, midget year and i uh, put up some decent points and it all sort of skyrocketed from there
1: well so far so good with uh with that career change and uh, and best of luck to you i hope to see you scoring goals for a long time to come in a swift current bronco uniform man yeah i'm looking forward to it so thank you
0: you're listening to broncos this week presented by original 16 the official beer of the swift current broncos It's time for our feature guest on the Broncos This Week podcast, brought to you by Original
1: 16, going into the dorm at the University of Regina with Carter Stebbings, a standout in the Saskatchewan U18 AAA League, and uh, now a member
4: of the Swift Current Broncos, putting
1: up some some points as well. Carter, uh, how's the season gone so far from your perspective?
4: Yeah, it's been good, aside from that little brief injury. Um, Everything's been going smoothly and uh, turned out the way I was hoping, so. Uh, it's been pretty good so far.
2: Tell me about the the call you got from Dean Brockman, knowing that the season was going to go ahead. I know you got a couple of games in with uh, nip one earlier on before the SJ was also shut down, but um, just waiting for some sort of news to come your way. And when you get that call, it must have been just kind of a relief wash over you.
4: Yeah, obviously it was super exciting. Uh, I wasn't sure if the season was going to happen or if I'd be with the team. So uh, to, get that, to get that call was a big weight off the shoulders and it was super exciting, so.
1: Yeah, you know, your path to the Western Hockey League uh, wasn't the traditional one. Uh, you know, talk about how you became a member of the Swift Current Broncos and uh, and how you joined the Western Hockey League, because, you know, you were someone who was was passed over at uh, at the Bantam draft, but you still found a way, eh?
4: Yeah, I was undrafted. Uh, I went into my midget year and just wanted to prove what I could do and had a good season. Uh, and it wasn't until, until later on in the summer after that first year midget that uh, I got a call and I heard that I was listed with SWIFT, so that was super exciting. And then from there, it was just a couple more years of midget, more more work, and uh, eventually got signed, and now I'm here.
2: I remember you telling me that you were actually getting ready to go to Regina Pat's camp as a free agent invite, and then it was like a day or two before you got the call from SWIFT Current. Uh, it must have been kind of a range of emotions from or for you when you got that call.
4: Yeah, yeah, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, I was I was afraid to go to Regina, but... Um, obviously to get in that call was super, super exciting. And was uh, you know, took a little bit of the stress out of going, going to fight for getting a spot, uh, being listed kind of, um, having that going into campus was, was a nice, uh, nice treat to have. Yeah.
1: And, you know, Swift current hockey fans are certainly familiar with you. You, uh, you've played a, hockey, a lot of hockey in the innovation credit union Iplex during your, your midget career with Saskatoon there, you know, uh, what was it like coming into and playing in Swift and, uh, you know, now being now having that be your home rank,
4: yeah. Although I haven't got to play there yet, um, you know, it's something super exciting in there, and uh, I've heard the atmosphere in there is great. And just being being close to home and being in a, a place I've played and I'm comfortable playing, it'll be uh, be nice.
2: I remember when you signed. I think you guys were at the Max tournament in Calgary when you signed uh, with the Broncos, January first of two thousand and twenty. Was it, you know, an easy decision for you? Was it a kind of back and forth wondering if it was the right choice for you or what was kind of the process in, the, in getting that deal signed?
4: Yeah, it was a bit back and forth. I wasn't sure uh, if I wanted to take the WHL or the college group, but um, after, you know, a lot, a lot of time thinking and talking to people, uh, I thought the WHL would be the good route for me. So it was it wasn't easy, but it was the right choice.
1: Uh, reality versus expectations. What were you thinking the, uh, the hub was going to be like in your, your first regular Western hockey league schedule? What'd you think it was like? And, you know, uh, a couple dozen games in, you know, how, how's it been for you?
4: Yeah. Um, I wasn't really sure what to expect, you know, going from last year, I was expecting a normal season. And then once COVID hit, uh, there's a bunch of, a bunch of rumors floating around about what the season looked like, but, uh, it's been fun. It's been uh, a, bit, a bit better than I thought it was going to be um guys are all around and uh, we hang out and stuff so that's been nice but um a little bit of jam packed schedule uh but it's been it's been fun it's been good
2: I want to ask you about uh you and Cole Nagy I know I've talked to you about this uh, in some previous radio interviews and whatnot but uh, you guys are, are pretty good friends you played together for two years with the Saskatoon Blazers and now you're back here again um you know when when you were listed by the Broncos, and then he eventually got traded here, was there kind of some some thought between you two that you might be teammates once again?
4: Yeah, obviously that was uh, something something pretty exciting for me to have a familiar face, someone to you know help me uh, get comfortable and teach me how how the how the ropes are. And um, when I when I heard you he got traded, to Swift, it was uh, it was nice nice news.
1: Uh, since you've been in the hub, you've scored your first Western Hockey League goal and, and also had your first multi-goal game. You know what was it like burying for the first time, and then uh, you know having that second one not too long after that.
4: Yeah, I was I was in shock when I when I scored the first one. Kind of, I wasn't wasn't sure what to do, but uh, once I got that second one, it kind of reality set in, and it was it was super exciting and it was it was a fun night
2: you're a plus five on the season after the game against Brandon here tonight, Carter. And it's, um, you know, I feel like plus minus is generally more of a team stat, but it kind of stands out for you because you're the only guy on the team who's got a plus rating right now. So for you, when it comes to, you know, playing the game and then approaching things, the way you do, what is the way you try and play game to bleak the game to be successful? Um, I
4: focus on my, my defensive play first. I, I think uh, keeping the puck out of the nest is as valuable as putting one in. So I think it starts there. I, I make sure to, to start in the D zone, work forward and then uh, capitalize on any chances I get.
1: You know, we're, we're just a few days left in this uh, really, really jam packed, but, but short schedule. Um, What what are some of the things that you have planned for, for when you get out, so to speak?
4: (laughs) Uh, I haven't thought much about that yet, but it'll, it'll just be seeing family uh, seeing if I can get in touch with my friends and uh, maybe, maybe a couple fast food restaurants on the way home.
2: <laughs> uh, just kind of wondering what, uh, you know, what keeps Carter Stebbings busy in the, uh, in the off season. Uh, obviously it was a longer one than you wanted last year, but, uh, in a normal off season, let's say, uh, what are some of the things that you're doing to stay busy?
4: Yeah, I work out five days a week. Um, so that keeps me pretty busy and then seating, uh, three or four as well. And then, uh, a little bit of work inside too. Right on. Well,
1: Carter, we, we thank you for taking the time and, and having a chat with us tonight. And, uh, you know, really looking forward to seeing a strong finish to the season and then having you play in front of fans at the iPlex in the not too
0: distant future. Thanks for having me. You're listening to Broncos this week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16. A big thanks to Carson
1: King and Carter Stebbings for joining us. Uh, a couple of promising players on the uh, Swift Bronco roster. All right, uh, Craig Boschman uh, in the hub. And uh, it, it's probably nice that you and a couple of the players have been able to get out of the hub, albeit virtually, and, and get into some classrooms. And uh, I guess the, uh, the tour is continuing on the uh, SWT appearance calendar, right? Eh?
2: Yeah, it just kind of breaks up the monotony, I think. Um, you know, you wake up, go to breakfast, go to the rink for practice, come back, have lunch, hang out, have dinner, and go to sleep. <laughs> so to to get something different in there has been nice. Um, you know, these guys are enjoying these school visits, kind of gives them a chance to maybe show a little bit of their character, some guys more than others. But, um, you know, the school visits have been fun. And then, like you said, we got two more coming up here on on Friday. Uh, we got Josh Davies, Raphael Peltier are going to virtually visit Shonovan. And then uh, a little later on, we got um, Chase Lacombe, and Eric Houck are going to be in Kyle to uh, take some questions from the kids. So it's um, it's cool that we're still able to do these things uh, despite not being able to go and visit these schools because those are always, again, some of the highlights of the year when you and I are able to go out there and um, you know hang out for a little bit. So uh, it's been nice that they've been able to do this and uh, kind of a precursor to what these guys are going to experience next year when they are uh, in town.
1: Alright, nice that the boys are able to get out to Kyle and Seanovan virtually. Good to hear about that. Uh, next action for our uh, team is going to be tonight. Things just keep on rolling with this busy hub schedule, taking on the uh, Regina Pats, minus a key part of their lineup.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it finishes off the five games in seven days for the Broncos here, and they got two days off coming up after that, so I'm sure the guys are looking forward to having some downtime, but um, as you mentioned, Connor Bernard's not, uh, not with the Pats anymore, obviously down in, in Texas for the U18s, and um you know hockey is a team sport there's there's other players you got to worry about but uh, when you got a player who's got 10 points in 3 games against one team i think the broncos are happy not to see Connor Bedard on the other side of the ice for tomorrow so um should be an interesting game Regina's won back to back games against some pretty good teams in in PA and Saskatoon so they're kind of rolling a little bit here and, and the broncos are hoping to uh put a stop to that in this game tonight
1: yeah he's been unreal connor bedard uh, and and against us as well he's in texas right now and he still might find a way to put up two <laughs> Uh, got to give a plug for our uh, Canadian Tire 50-50. Visit the Swift Current Broncos website to uh, support that. You can purchase tickets from anywhere in Saskatchewan. We had a, uh, the biggest jackpot of the season this past Sunday, and uh, we're hoping to e- eclipse that. So visit the uh, Swift Current Bronco website and uh, get some much-needed 50-50 fi- tickets there. Bosch, any other big stories from the, from the bubble over the past week?
2: Uh, nothing I can think of off the top of my totally head
1: could be on the spot with that one. <laughs> yeah,
2: you really did. Uh, there's nothing <laughs> that really kind of stands out. Um, I think, uh, you know, the guys are, you know, hyper-focused on, on finishing off these last couple of games, but, um, you know, I'm sure there's some excitement about heading home. Uh, you know, the, unfortunately for the Manitoba guys, they're going to have to quarantine when they go home. Cause Manitoba has got the two week quarantine in effect for, for people coming into the province. So, um, you know <laughs> kind of kind of a bit of a tough break for these guys who finally get out of out of the hub here after two months and then have to go home and hang out in the parents basements for two weeks so um, but either way I'm sure they're looking forward to the home-cooked meals and uh, you know some time off and, and it's kind of funny that you know sometimes the season drags on and, and you almost can't wait for it to be over but then a week after it ends you, you wish it was still going so I'm sure that's going to be what the, the mood is around these guys once uh, once things all wrapped up here
1: For sure. It it likely will be. All right. Uh, A big thanks again to Carter Stebbings and Carson King for joining us on the Broncos This Week podcast. That'll do it for another week. See you next week.
0: You've been listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original Sixteen.